Hey friends, welcome to the You Are You podcast. My name is Jenny Lien, and I'm the writer and artist behind The Yay Project. Come join in as we encourage each other to celebrate our God-given design, pursue our kingdom calling, and most of all, love God 100%. Can't wait to praise God with you. Hi friends, I hope you're doing well this week and staying healthy. This episode is coming a week late as I was out sick last week, but praise God, I'm feeling 100% better. Today, I wanted to share about spiritual warfare, something I've been praying over a lot in the past week, and share some practical tips on how we can declare we believe our position as children of God during those times where we feel spiritually attacked. So that we're on the same page, what is spiritual warfare? InterVarsity describes it as the leveraging of everything that God promises against everything that opposes God's purposes. It's when the enemy attempts to sever our connection with God, prey on our natural inclination to sin, and deceive us into believing untruths that might hinder our discipleship or cause us to lose our effectiveness for God's kingdom. We know the enemy is always looking to trip us up. We know God allows us to be tested sometimes because he has a plan to use it for our good. We know that as we go through the testing, our spiritual muscles get stronger. And so I hope this episode is useful, whether it's relevant for you right now or is a safe for later type of episode. So first, how encouragement from our church family can help us fight the enemy's lies. One thing I've needed to shake off this week is intimidation. As you may have heard me share before, I've recently moved to Taipei and I'm working on my venture Pink and New, a platform that seeks to support churches in equipping millennial and Gen Z women in seeking God for emotional health and healing. The more I work on this, the more I'm excited to keep going. It's the area where more than any other area, I feel God has used to grow me and heal me um, and bring me closer to him. And the more conversations I have with pastors, leaders, women, the more I believe it's needed. This past week, I had the great privilege of being a guest on the My Single Story podcast, which is part of the Crossroads Media Network in Canada, the network behind 100 Huntley Street, which is Canada's longest running Christian talk show. And this um, episode should be out, I think, late October, early November. And when I was explaining the vision behind Pink and New to Misha, the host, she shared a little bit about her journey and thanked me for taking up the mantle in this area, which kind of took me aback for a minute until I processed why I was taken aback. More on this in a second. Still processing, the next day I went to a women's Bible study. And one of the things I've been praying for is being mentored by women in different stages of life for me. And the women I've met in Taipei through this Bible study, they're not only on fire for God, mothers, super cool women, but many are also entrepreneurs. That day we discussed humility and leadership as it relates to Philippians 2. I brought up that I was chewing on verse 7, which describes how Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of the servant. We've probably all heard the term servant leadership, and we know God calls us to be humble. But then how do we reconcile this when we feel called to pursue something bigger than ourselves? The women in my Bible study basically encouraged me to be bold about my God-given vision while humbly relying on God, because we have a responsibility to obey God, and doubting God doesn't please Him. Which helped me further process the taking up the mantle conversation. 
often with our callings, and like we see this with like all the Bible figures, right? It's not something we feel we've chosen for ourselves. Like we didn't go to God and say, I want to be a leader in this area. Or maybe we do. <laughs> but I think a lot of times we don't. It's more that we believe where, you know, this is where God is leading us. And naturally, he's also given us a passion for it. And so I think I said the like, maybe sometimes we do. Like if we say, God, you know, we want to be a leader in this area and we feel like God is saying, no, not that area. Obedience is also the best because he's made us for something. He's calling us to something. And when we, you know, figure out what that is, when we believe we know what that is, that is where we should go with all our heart. Um, so I think I was taken aback because when someone says like, you're taking up the mantle, it sounds so grand, but when we think of like the Philippians two verse and being like Jesus and being a servant leader, like we're servants of God, right? And obeying God means obeying his leading. And so one, we should be taking up whatever mantle God is calling us to. And two, God does want us to rely on him and do things even greater than Jesus did, as it says explicitly in John 14, right? So wait, may we not be shy, but do good deeds so others will glorify our father in heaven. Matthew 5. That said, this week I've also been reading Genesis and was praying over Noah's story. It's so true that every time we read, um, you know, something we've read before in the Bible, often God will show us something fresh. And so when I read it this time, right, the Bible clearly shows us that when God told Noah to do something, he did it. It doesn't give us too many specifics, but perhaps you know, he didn't tell too many people other than his family that he was doing it, building the ark, because they probably wouldn't get it, right? There'd never been rain. Is he really sure he heard from God? Like without official proof, like God said, we're always walking in faith, hoping that God will show us that we heard right. Um, and so when we believe God has called us to something and we're feeling intimidated, may we be wise about who we allow to speak into our lives and pray for discernment to know what pieces of advice to take and which to leave behind. And so during that day when I was feeling intimidated and I knew it wasn't logical, but it was hard to shake even for a while after the Bible study, you know, I even you know, felt like I was doing the disciplines that I knew I should do. I was praying. I was waiting on God. I even took a nap and like ate a healthy meal. Um, and I was just like waiting for the heaviness to lift, but it was kind of still lingering. You know what it actually lifted? It lifted when I did a piece of work. Like, even though I didn't feel like it that day, you know, I, I made a list. There were things that I wanted to accomplish that had to do with pursuing my God-given calling. But when I was in that funk, I just like, didn't really feel like doing anything. When I did a piece, it was like as soon as I hit send, it lifted. Um, and so I just feel like that was just a sign from God, like, keep going. When we know we're on the right path, let us do our best to not let lies derail us. Let's keep pursuing God with our love, our thoughts, our actions, our obedience, and trust that God will show up. And so I also wanted to talk about how we can use prayer tools to reject the enemy's lies. One day this week, I woke up feeling super hot, dehydrated, confused, because I had had a really weird dream. And so I 
know some people, like my sister is one of them. God often speaks to her in dreams. And so I want to pray for spiritual dreams where God gives me wisdom. He blesses me with the answer to a problem I'm working on in real life. But I still very rarely remember my dreams. Still praying for this though, God. (laughs) Usually I don't remember my dreams at all. But once in a while, I'll get a dream that shows me I need some spiritual cleansing. So look, we live in a fallen world, right? We are tempted to sin all the time. And we can often make agreements with the enemy even without realizing this. So for example, maybe we watch a TV show or read a couple of celebrity gossip articles. And then all of a sudden, these ungodly values that seem so normal in the world, right? Like for example, maybe we start believing the lie that all human relationships are doomed to fail um, or something like that. And then that lie attaches to another lie that we've believed in the past. And then we might start to worry or doubt or spiral and, you know, make up all these scenarios that are not grounded in reality, like maybe not even consciously, but it starts coming out in our attitudes uh, or our dreams. And so in my dream, there were some attitudes that I and others in my dream had that were clearly not God's will, like things that I didn't want to think about. Sins that should feel revolting, but in my dream, they didn't feel unfamiliar. I was just kind of accepting like, oh yeah, that's just how people behave. That's just how people, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it should feel so ungodly, but it felt familiar. And so gross, right? I was like, what do I do? So when I woke up, I had this urge to reject the lies, to declare that these things were lies, and then declare what God's will is. And so part of what I want to do with Pink and New is showcase really useful, practical prayer tools from various Christian emotional health and inner healing ministries. And so, for example, I think the reason that I wanted to get up and, you know, declare these things are lies, declare what God's will is, you know, reject the lies, claim God's truth, is because I've been through this training, I guess. Like I did a course a couple of years ago from Nothing Hidden Ministries, which is attached to Bethel. And I found it extremely useful. It was so practical because, you know, sometimes we just don't know how to handle these situations and we sort of pray generally. And that can also be good too. But I just find this prayer tool so good at helping me, yeah, declare the truth. And so I highly recommend looking at their prayer tool. It's called 123 Skidoo, S-K-I-D-O-O. And I use it a lot when I am in situations like this. And so they describe the tool as follows. Identify what thoughts and feelings are coming against you and what it is trying to steal from you. You may be able to do this on your own or you may need help from someone who you trust. Take the thoughts and feeling captive using these Three simple steps. Step one, identify the ungodly thought and nail it to the cross. These thoughts could be anything from hopelessness, jealousy, self-protection, or even things like I'm never going to change or they're never going to change. Step two, break all agreements we've made with the things that we identified in step one, known or unknown, and repent of joining with them. So basically repent of believing and agreeing with those lies. And step three, ask God to send these things away and ask him what he wants to give us in their place. So when I prayed this morning, 
I felt God remind me that I'm forgiven, redeemed, loved, so loved, which then encouraged me to speak that truth over my life, like those truths, like I am accepted, I'm holy and pure because of the blood of Christ. And I love that step three involves waiting on God, because while I find this tool so useful, it's not the words that are magical, not the sentences. Like, obviously, we can just say a different prayer. We can write our own prayer, because it's not the words that heal us, but God. But these template prayers are useful when we don't have the words ourselves. So if you have any questions about that, actually, feel free to DM me. I'd love to chat. If you know, if you try this yourself, you know, look it up online, try it for yourself. And I, you know, I'd love to hear if you feel like God is speaking to you through it and your experience with it. And if you find it useful. So this episode, just a quick one, just reminding us that we are children of God to believe this truth and act like it. We don't have to act small or feel like we need to hide our light because we're worried others will judge us. God wants us to shine for him and be who he's made us to be and wants us to live honestly in community, sharing our work and progress lives. No matter what success we achieve, we'll always be imperfect and need God and others. So let's not be afraid to live and live for God. And when we notice that we're dealing with outright lies, let's bring it to God and declare his truth over our lives. If you ask me, living small is when we live for the world instead of living for God. When we take the world's expectations and standards and timelines and accept them as truth when they are not God's will. Living the most glorious life possible is when we do it with God, in God, no matter how countercultural it feels. May we grow in boldness. May this upcoming week be bolder than the last, knowing that even when we face battles on this earth, it doesn't mean that we're weak. It means that we're being trained. God can use us, use it to prepare us for our futures and for eternity. And so may we be careful to live for the right things, for we are citizens of heaven, and ultimately our goals and priorities should be there. So cheering you on always. Look forward to continuing to grow in the Lord together. Enjoy the rest of your day and speak soon. Thank you for listening to the URU podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode. Let's share God's love together. For podcast updates, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow Yay Podcast on Instagram. For reflections and art, follow the.yay.project on Instagram. Sending you lots of love and let's praise God together again next time.